Support for the Fact Checker podcast is provided by New Pioneer Food Co-op. Celebrating 50 years as Eastern Iowa's source for locally and responsibly sourced groceries with stores in Iowa City, Coralville, and Cedar Rapids, and online through Co-op Cart at newpi.coop. to the Gazette's Fact Checker podcast. We're glad to be here with you all today. Um, we're going to talk, well, to, we were just to like lead into this. We were just talking with Elijah about his piece in the Gazette about um, some new interesting type of, of pops on the market or sodas if you're not from Iowa. And this, you know, it, it just makes me think of, you know, all, drinking all these sugary beverages is not good for you and may cause you to need some insulin. Is that a terrible intro? <laughs> I think that's a great intro. And on that note, check out my story about maple syrup Pepsi, nitro Pepsi, and four new flavors of hard Mountain Dew being launched in Iowa. Wow. Okay. I'm Erin Jordan. I'm the Gazette's investigative reporter. I'm Elijah Decius, the Gazette's feature reporter. I'm Michaela Ram, the Gazette's healthcare reporter. And I'm Marissa Payne, the Gazette Cedar Rapids government reporter. And what you gleaned from our intro is that today we're going to be talking about insulin drugs um, and, and people's, the costs that people pay to get insulin. Um, there was, a, a, the claim that we're checking is by the Iowa Democratic Party chair, Ross Wilburn, and he had sent out a statement on April 1st that criticized U.S. Representatives Ashley Henson and Randy Feenstra, who are both Republicans, for voting against legislation that would cap insulin co-pays. Um, just the direct wording that he said was, Ashley Henson and Randy Feenstra's votes against capping insulin costs are yet another example of Iowa Republicans putting corporations' profit margins ahead of the needs of working families. Um, a tweet that kind of uh, mirrored that from the Iowa Democrats said, high insulin costs are killing Iowans, but Representative Randy Feenstra and Ashley Hinson voted against capping monthly insulin costs at $35. We deserve better. So we wanted to uh, wade into that and find out about these votes um, about the insulin um, costs. So the Affordable Insulin Now Act, it passed the U.S. House March 31st by a vote of 232 to 193. Um, and in this case, 12 Republicans joined Democrats to support that measure. The bill caps out-of-pocket insulin costs at $35 a month or 25% of a plan's negotiated price, whichever's less, starting in 2023. It sounds like that sort of a limit is in place right now, but was set to expire, and this would extend that. Um, Hinson, who is who represents Iowa's first district in the northeastern part of the state, and Feenstra, who's on the opposite side in the fourth district, did both vote against the bill. Um, interestingly, Representative Marionette Miller-Meeks, who's also a Republican, she's in the um, second district in southeast Iowa. She was one of the 12 Republicans who voted for the bill. Um, now, Representative Miller-Meeks is an ophthalmologist, so she is in the healthcare community. Um, Representative Cindy Axney, uh, Iowa's only Democrat in the U.S. House, also voted for the legislation. Now, there 
one of the things that Republicans have done to kind of say, explain why they didn't vote for this bill, in some cases they said they don't support this $35 a month cap on insulin copays because they're hoping for a broader bill controlling prescription drug costs overall. Because even though this would cap those kind of out-of-pocket expenses, it doesn't really control the overall cost of insulin. Um, you know, insulin is uh, is very important for diabetics. It helps it helps keep their blood sugar under control within a safe range. But there have been a bunch of new types of insulin products on the market that have contributed to a rapid rise in costs. You know, this sort of thing has happened with other drugs like um, epinephrine. You know, you get like a EpiPen that's easier to use, and then suddenly they jack up the price. So that is what some of what has happened with these insulin medications. So Republicans have said that they, you know, support a broader package. And the U.S. Senate right now is con considering this sort of a bill um, that would, you know, try to kind of uh, address kind of these overall high list prices of insulin. So far, that hasn't gone forward. So it, it will, you know, it's kind of one of these things like, do you not vote for something smaller because you're holding out for this mega package? But if the mega package never happens, then would it have been better to vote for something, a small piece of that? Hinson told Radio Iowa she didn't vote for the House insulin bill because she said it, she thought it would raise premiums, um, you know, potentially as the companies try to recoup their lost profits and gives the government too much control over the private sector. Um, so I think this is a pretty clear case of, of a claim that is accurate, um, that Wilburn was correct, that Hinson and Feenstra did vote against this bill that would cap out-of-pocket costs for insulin. You know, we are not getting into some of the other things they make, uh, all these, some of the other statements they made. You know, Wilburn said that their vote was um, blocking relief for working Iowans so pharmaceutical CEOs were, will pour money into their campaigns. We're not getting at the motivations of, of why Hinson and Feenstra voted against this legislation because it's impossible to do. We can't verify it. So, um, but as far as the vote, they are right that those two Republicans did vote against that measure. I'll just throw it out there. We can talk about the vote, the grade. We can talk about, you know, what the best strategy is for controlling um, drug costs. What do you guys want to talk about? I think it's interesting that this has become a bipartisan issue in the sense of none of the pro none of the Republicans want to be um, painted as you know, anti-affordable health care, uh, at least with insulin. And I'm wondering what their proposed solutions are to insulin prices. I know I've seen a lot of headlines about Ashley Hinson and other Republicans talking about it, but I don't know that I actually know what their proposed solutions are to the high price of insulin right now. Do you know anything about that? That's a good point. I assume that some of those measures are what they're talking about in the Senate. If you guys talk amongst yourselves, I'll, I'll uh, see if I can find that real quick here. Yeah, I mean, I had the same question, Elijah. They sort of talk about like, no, we can't pass legislation capping copays because then that'll result in higher premiums. Okay, so like what work is being done then to address the premiums? Like what is done being done systematically to kind of address why consumers experience high drug costs such as insulin, right? I don't know if there was any kind of proposal put forth, especially when Henson says she doesn't want to 
have government control over the private sector. But, you know, what's the other hand of that? You know, not doing anything to help address the co-pays or anything on the consumer end? Yeah. I just see a lot of them speaking out saying, you know, no, we're not, you know, we, we want to control the price of insulin, but to use a bad pun they're, they it sounds like they want to have their cake and eat it too. I am looking on Susan Collins website here. Um, she talks about, this is a little bit vague, but increasing measures to encourage insulin manufacturers to reduce list prices while extending beneficiary protections that will foster competition and broader access to desperately needed insulin products. Okay. It's a vague enough terminology that it could mean a lot or it could mean nothing. Right. Encourage them to lower prices. So nothing mandatory, increased market competition. That's kind of old hat. Um, See, that's interesting, though, that they sort of use that vague terminology, because I know um, this may be getting a little into the weeds a bit, but I know like Senator Grassley has talked about benefit managers a lot, pharmacy benefit managers who are kind of the notorious middlemen between the manufacturers and, you know, the the distributors to get the drugs out to the consumers and things like that. And how they, you know, them taking a cut off the top has really kind of contributed to increase drug costs. And so it's interesting. We have some legislators who are taking kind of specific parts of this industry and targeting that, whereas others, you know, kind of like what what Susan Collins is talking about is maybe a little vague or a little unclear what the specific metrics of that would be. I think it's also really interesting how insulin has kind of become the poster child of unaffordable health care because it's such a such a narrow, limited part of what most people experience. I think I saw that maybe one in ten Americans were diabetic. And I you know, I keep thinking back to when Bernie Sanders was running, he kept talking about Medicare for all and he kept talking about the price of insulin and how it's just outrageously high in this country compared to other countries. And I think that's just interesting how that specific element is is what has filtered down to the point where even Republicans were like, yeah, we, we got to control that too. You know, we they don't want to be associated with that. I'm seeing some information here. This is um, on the Endocrine Society website. So kind of they're advocating for ways to decrease the cost of insulin. Um, they say greater transparency across the supply chain, understand why it's increasing, just putting a limit on list prices um, to the rate of inflation, which I think is uh, something that I think a large share of Americans support, kind of limiting these price increases to the rate of inflation, allowing government negotiation of drug prices. That's something we've definitely heard Democrats talk about. Eliminating rebates or past savings from rebates along to consumers without increasing premiums or deductibles. So these are some of the suggestions by a group that's interested in the topic. It is interesting how this is kind of crossed lines in terms of, um, you know, most Americans agree that like medical debt is something that should be legislated, should be taken care of. But maybe kind of the on the other end, you know, Democrats kind of using the term, you know, not passing these kind of measures is killing Iowans. That feels very dramatic. I do remember nationally when, you know, this was being talked about and they talked about like the the handful of cases where people were rationing their insulin because they couldn't afford it ultimately resulted in their death. Now, yeah, I don't know. Like, have, do we have any evidence that there are Iowans rationing that? I don't know if we know that. Um, sure, maybe there's cases where people are not as good about taking their insulin because of the cost, but is that 
contributing more to long-term, you know, maybe shorter life expectancy, or is this an immediate crisis like they're kind of making it out to be? I don't know, but it is interesting how they continue to use strong language like that. And there is, um, at the Daily Island, um, like when I was still there, like three, you know, two or three years ago, um, one of our reporters followed uh, the story of, of um, one woman who lost her son, I think his name was Jesse. So she's been a pretty vocal advocate for this sort of thing, the state house, you know, because she lost her son because they just weren't able to afford insulin. So, I mean, you know, there are stories from advocates out there like that. Yeah. And I did not write this check as if we were checking that that statement about um, high in, their, the quote from Twitter, high insulin no. costs are killing Iowans. But if you want, I can try to wade into that and include that in this check. We certainly don't have to. I just kind of was, you know, we, we'd sort of been talking about the Republican side, too. So I wanted to, you know, that was also something that stood out to me is um, in their language, um, kind of how strong that they've taken um, in, in talking about this. So, I mean, it's kind of up to the group if we want to, but I was just kind of pointing it out for discussion's sake. I don't know that it, I don't know that it's necess- necessary for this check. Okay. I mean, it certainly is going to make your job a lot messier, Aaron, but... <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I guess you would just have to show that in a, at least a couple of cases, someone rationed their insulin because of the cost and it led to their death, which I, I don't know if that's... And that's so hard to nail down because, I mean, truly people could not be taking their insulin just because they're you know, they're bad at taking care of themselves or, you know, they're sort of those um, those patients that doctors always have to have a conversation with whenever they do come in, right? Um, there could also be those cases that we just don't know how to account for those. Right. Or like comorbidity types. Yeah, right. Yeah. But- yeah, I think it's just, it, it's a political ad being hyperbolic. I think we need to kind of set that aside for here. Yeah. Okay. So are you guys okay with this grade since it is, we're just going straight forward with, you know, did Hinson and Feenstra vote this way? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty easy yes or no answer. I don't see any reason to, to lower the grade. Okay. Marissa, are you good? Yeah. Textbook A, as we often say. I would second that. That is, this is a textbook A. Okay. All right, great. Well, that was pretty quick. Um, I think we've got another check that we're looking into for next week. Marissa, do you want to highlight that? Yeah, so next week we're looking to check a statement from Liz Mathis, who is a candidate, uh, the Democratic candidate running against uh, Representative Ashley Hinson uh, for a congressional seat. Um, and her Twitter statement from March 31st says, Iowans believe public dollars should fund public schools. But ours in the state Senate passed a bill that diverts $76 million away from public schools, where 93% of Iowans are educated, undermines underfunded rural schools, and requires zero transparency for private schools that get funds. That's taking aim at a um, school voucher proposal that's um, been in the state house. And it sounds like, you know, the Senate and the House haven't exactly reached an agreeable you know, compromise on what that would look like, but that legislation is still floating around at the state level. So we'll be taking a look at that statement. Okay, great. Um, you know, I think the legislature, their, their uh, per diem is supposed to run out next week, but uh, I don't know if they're going to be finished with their session then or not, but this may be something that's, you know, among one of their final measures. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I think we can wrap up for today. For The Fact Checker, our podcasts are produced by Stephen Colbert. Our pieces are edited by Craig Jamulis. And our music is Lobby Time by Kevin McLeod. I'm Aaron Jordan. I'm Elijah Dishas. I'm Michaela Ram. I'm Marissa Payne. And until next time, we'll fact check you later. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.